Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, Mindful Drinking for Women, and I'm your host Jessica. I'm a hypnotherapist and a life coach and a former wino and a mom of four and an entrepreneur, and I wear all of these hats, but one of my favorite things to do in the last couple of years is to help women and men and whoever you are or wherever you are on the gender spectrum. <laughs> it's just called Mindful Drinking for Women, that's really not important. Uh, I love to help you. I love to help people reclaim their sovereignty, reclaim their power, their attention, and their energy from alcohol misuse or overuse. Because what I found, a recovered wino myself, as a recovered wino, is that I put so much time into my drinking for years and years and years, a couple of decades, two and a half decades of drinking habitually. And when I reflect back on that, it's just a whole lot of time. <laughs> There's so much we can do with our time besides sit around and drink by ourselves or with others. There's so much more creativity and ways and paths to wellness and so much more adventure and well-being to be had when we're not so invested in the drinking habit. So today's episode, if you haven't guessed it, is about time, drinking versus time. So what is probably the most common complaint that you hear from adults? And you probably say a lot of these things yourself as do I and did I. I don't have the time. There's not enough time. I'm so busy. I'd like to, but I don't have any time. There's not enough time to work out or eat well or engage in my hobbies. I don't have time to make art etc, etc. So here's my take on time. First of all, time is only linear as we experience it in our physical bodies, right? From a beginning, a middle, to an end. Linear time is a construct of human beings to manage and label the experience of life passing through us. So time is a, as we mark it and count it and track it, is uniquely um, singular to human beings, <laughs> which is why we feel so scarce about time, right? So we're like constantly monitoring it. Um, but time, there's really just timelessness, especially when you practice being mindful and being present. There's a sense of timelessness, like now is really the only important moment, the only moment that is real, the only moment that matters. And drinking conflicts with this because drinking makes us so not present. We can think and imagine and, and tell ourselves that we are being present or that we're enjoying the company we're with, but really we're so wrapped up in insecurities and anxieties and the mutedness and the dulling of our, of our minds and our brains when we are drinking. So you're not present when you're drinking. It's just, it's a, it's a complete conflict of interest. <laughs> you can't be present while you're drinking because drinking takes you out of yourself and out of your body, which is the only place and time that you can be present is inside of yourself. Not wishing that you were further ahead in the day, not regretting what you did moments or hours ago or yesterday. That's not being present. That is tracking time. That is counting time and projecting yourself into the past or into the future, which causes a sense of time lost, right? In 
when we're wrapped up in regret, that's a, a feeling of scarcity, of time lost, and we can't get that time back. Or when we're wrapped up in future events that we may be worrying about or that haven't happened or may never happen, that causes a sense of anxiety and a feeling of not being present or powerful in the moment that we're actually in. And I attribute a lot of this to drinking because drinking really um, accelerates the aging process, which shortens our time that we have, our allotment of time that we're here in this physical body, in this incarnation, on this planet. So yeah, time is only linear because the universe is time less. But in our human lives, we live by time. Right? We measure things by the clock. We're constantly racing and rushing to achieve more in a shorter amount of time so we can have more time. <laughs> but time is actually in our bodies. It's in our physical bodies in the way that we age and we move closer towards the end of this experience in this life. So you only have as much time in this incarnation, in this lifetime, and the adventure of being you as your physical body is still alive. That's how much time, like human time, that you have. And when your body dies and your spirit, your soul goes back into the eternal consciousness, there is no more time. Time is up at that point, right? There's no more time to do the things that you love in this body, in this lifetime. No more time to hug and kiss the people and spend quality time with them that you love. There's no more time to create the experiences and move into the desires and manifest the things that have meaning for you, creating memories and perhaps works of art or works of creation that you wish, wish to use your life and your time for. So when your body ceases to be alive, you don't have to worry about time anymore. And you can, but you have spent all of your minutes, right? If you want to think of time as a currency, probably the greatest currency that there is in this 3D reality, is this concept of time. So here's the issue that I see with time and drinking. Drinking alcohol, especially in chronic fashion or in copious amounts, accelerates the aging process of the body, in effect, speeding up the passage of time and therefore giving you less of it or having a sense of less of it. It's also empty time spent drinking because well, let's look at that. Let's just look at that. On an average day, let's use for this example, a day where you drank the night before. You wake up, you don't feel great. You spend some time overhydrating, overcompensating for feeling cranky. You're trying to shake off or ignore the feeling of being unwell. You maybe try to do something healthy like make a smoothie or get a green juice to offset any potential damage that you may have done. Because your body is not happy from the get-go. You don't feel well from the moment you woke up. Maybe you feel nauseous or you have a headache and you have to take something to hopefully take care of that. And let's say all of this thinking and this worrying and this lamenting and correcting takes like one to two plus hours from your morning from the minute you wake up. And then maybe you start to feel okay-ish, so you go ahead with your day, pushing through, getting around to the things that you have to do, maybe some of the things that are on your list, and maybe not getting around to the things that you'd like to do, like exercise or study or explore a fun topic 
or tidy or organize your environment and you further put off the things you need to do but don't want to do or just don't have the energy for. And maybe you make a little promise to yourself that tonight you are not going to drink. But maybe you also know that you secretly will. And now it's like lunchtime and you finally feel like you can eat something healthy and solid. Maybe you're starting to feel a little bit better and now you're in afternoon time when you generally start planning what your post 5 p.m., 6 p.m. evening time will look like. Will it include some drinks? You're feeling better now than you were this morning, so you're thinking that maybe you'll go ahead and get a bottle. Or you're still feeling horrible and you convince yourself that having a drink will make you feel better for the remainder of your evening, you hope. And maybe you don't have anything to drink at home because you drank it all last night and you were hoping that by not having anything in the house that you could have an alcohol-free evening, but now maybe you're convincing yourself otherwise, so you need to think of some excuse to go out to the store, like your dog food is running low, or you need to stock up on toilet paper, or maybe use a grocery delivery service and you throw some bananas and sponges into the cart to make it appear like a casual purchase. Or am I the only one who has done that? So true story, I was once stuck at home with my little kids back when I only had two of them. And I had one glass of wine in the fridge, which I drank as I was making dinner. And my craving to drink more, more alcohol, I needed one wasn't enough. It just became so strong that I went online and I paid for a grocery delivery service that had like a $17 add-on fee with tip and service and everything to bring me a bottle of Cabernet. And I think I put some benign things in there like cereal and whatever, apples. <laughs> and it took like things I didn't need. I needed that wine though, right? For sure. It took two hours to get to my house and I was just full of anxiety and irritation by that point. And the delivery gal was apologetic that she couldn't find a Cabernet. So she substituted a Chardonnay, which I hate. And I almost killed her with my bare hands. Like I was so pissed and I'm embarrassed to admit this now, but at the time, this seemed like the biggest problem, inconvenience, poor me, poor housewife, mom, can't get a proper bottle of wine, like boo-hoo situation. And I felt like my whole night was ruined and I blamed her for it. And I spent a lot of time being angry and frustrated that I couldn't get the wine that I wanted in the quantity that I wanted, in the time that I wanted, in a timely fashion. See, I was just so wrapped up in the in the satisfaction of scratching that itch, that probably that whole experience was probably like three or four hours that I could have been present with my kids or done a project at home or gone out on a walk, you know? So maybe you've had a similar experience. Already this is a lot of time described using mental energy, physical energy, emotional energy, towards thinking about drinking or not drinking, acquiring something to drink, drinking it, maybe wishing that you hadn't. It's a lot of time, lots of time. And what happens after you drink? Do you get a wild hair to then organize and clean your house? Do you get a burst of energy to paint or draw or crochet? Can your eyes focus enough to even read a book? Also, not to say that you can't be productive whilst also drinking, 
I have painted murals, written a cookbook, scripted plays, executed trip buying and planning, made homemade Play-Doh for my kids' class, all while pretty strongly buzzed. And yet, none of that was surely my best work. <laughs> what happens, gen what generally happens when you're signaling the end of your day with drinky poos every day, ritualistically, habitually, what happens? What do you do? You sit back and you kick up your heels because now it's time to relax and you sink into the couch and you watch Netflix or whatever. And there's two plus hours right there easily. Okay, so as I'm saying all of this, I encourage you to do your own reflection about how much time you spend drinking, thinking about drinking, procuring alcohol, hiding alcohol, regretting how much you're drinking, your own little math equation in a 24-hour period, and then multiply that by how many times you do that in a week. So if that's your pattern every day, you multiply that by seven. What I just described here was about I don't know, like a five, six-hour endeavor times seven. That's like 30. That's like a full-time job. <laughs> like we should be paid for how much time that is, right? A drinking habit is a full-time job. Well, that just occurred to me. So, I mean, how do you want to work? What do you want to be doing? This is really important to think about. It's really important to bring awareness to what you're doing because this is your life and how you spend it really matters. And it affects not only you, it affects the people closest to you. It's affected in, by, in a ripple effect by the things that you do and how you choose to spend your time and what you do with your time, the effect you're having on the people around you and on the planet in its entirety. That's really what's happening. I mean, let's, let's be real, people. So think about that, right? How much time is that? And I really would encourage you to think about this with curiosity in the spirit of creating awareness rather than judging or shaming yourself for routines that you may already have in place or things that have been habitual for you in the past and maybe up until this point. Because the only way to change something is to become aware of the truth of it. You really just got to call a spade a spade, if you will. A thing is what it is and until it's fully acknowledged for what it is, it can't be anything else. What is it for real for you? So if you feel rushed and hurried for the majority of your day, getting by with looking forward to when you'll get to drink, only then to not be present while you're drinking, this is a lot of time. It's a huge chunk of your life. A lot of time moving through the body, accelerating aging, speeding up time, costing you a lot, costing you your time. And you don't know how much time you have. So it's time to really get real about how you're spending it. If you're ready to reclaim your time, to feel liberated from thinking about drinking all the time, from using your mornings to recover from the night before, I can totally help you do that. I've done it for myself and my numerous clients, and I can guide you through your own subconscious beliefs and teach you how to rewrite and reframe them so you become someone who cares less and less about drinking, being able to naturally drink less or not at all 
in a way that feels organic and fun and not forced or regulated. I want to help you reclaim so much time to spend on the things that you really want to create with your life. Your life matters. It matters. Time spent on earth matters. I'm currently accepting a small number of private clients. So if you resonate with my mindfulness approach to reducing drinking as part of a holistic lifestyle, then book your intro session with me at the link in the show notes. It's also found in my link in my bio on Instagram at the Mindful Drinking Movement. And you will get a felt sense of what it's like to be my private client as well as in that session alone, you will get a clearer picture You will get excited about how you can actually change your relationship with alcohol for the rest of your life so that you can spend your time on more meaningful pursuits because you have a lot of untapped energy, potential, and talent inside of you. I'm certain of it. What are you going to do with that? I hope you have an amazing day. Be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you soon.